I'm Erin Cassidy Cernanic, and welcome to Contemplatio, a daily podcast offering brief Ignatian contemplation for each liturgical season. This podcast holds a sacred space for those of us who struggle to find the time in our busy schedules to properly contemplate the magnificent mystery of God's love. On the second day of Lent, our contemplatio comes from Becky Camacho Frank, mother of two rambunctious kids, wife to an equally rambunctious husband, Ignatian educator, lover of coffee, conversation, poetry, and the wisdom of Dorothy Day. Several weeks ago, I came across a beautiful reflection written by the renowned theologian and civil rights activist, Howard Thurman. His writing entitled, I Will Not Give Up, struck me not only because I am familiar with its imagery, having hiked often through the Colorado mountains near my home, but also because I believe it captures a key theme that has been resonating with me as we embark on this Lenten season. The theme is simple and profound. Do we have the audacity to answer life with life? In other words, despite the challenges each of us face in our daily lives, are we courageous enough to believe in a God that truly wills life? And are we willing, however challenging it may be, to respond to this God with the yes of our life? Let me take a moment to read Howard Thurman's reflection before going any further. Quote, I will not give up. It was above the timberline. The steady march of the forest had stopped as if some invisible barrier had been erected beyond which no trees dared to be even in single file. Beyond were barren patches and strong untrammeled winds. Here and there were short tufts of evergreen bushes that had somehow managed to survive despite the severe pressures under which they had to live. They were not lush. They lacked the kind of grace of the vegetation below the timberline, but they were alive and hardy. Upon close investigation, however, it was found that these were not ordinary shrubs. The formation of the needles was identical with that of the trees further down. As a matter of fact, they looked like branches of the other trees. When one actually examined them, the astounding revelation was that they were branches. For hugging the ground, following the shape of the terrain, were trees that could not grow upright following the pattern of their kind. Instead, they were growing as vines grow along the ground, and what seemed to be patches of stunted shrubs were rows of branches of growing, developing trees. What must have been the torturous frustration and the stubborn battle that had finally resulted in this strange phenomenon? It is as if the tree had said, I am destined to reach for the skies and embrace in my arms the wind the rain, the snow, and the sun, singing my song of joy to all the heavens. But this I cannot do. I have taken root beyond the timberline 
and yet I do not want to die. I must work out a method, a way of life, that will yield growth and development for me despite the contradictions under which I must eke out my days. In the end, I may not look like the other trees. I may not be what all that is within me cries out to be, but I will not give up. I will use to the full every resource in me and about me to answer life with life. In so doing, I shall affirm that this is the kind of universe that sustains upon demand the life that is in it. I wonder if I dare to act even as the tree acts. I wonder, I wonder, do you? End quote. How many of us can resonate with this tree shrub having taken root beyond the timberline, feeling as if we must eke out our days under the weight of responsibilities, deadlines, the endless juggling of recognizing our own limitations. I often think of the mundaneness of my current reality. After my daughter was born, I decided to take some time off teaching to stay home with her. Between her and my son, who is three, my days are filled with mundane tasks. I encourage, I comfort, I cook, I change diapers, I wipe snotty noses, I listen. I watch the Cars movie for the millionth time. I change more diapers, I potty train, I pick up those pesky Legos and give kisses to scraped knees. Whatever my grand notions of how I was going to change the world were when I was 23, I spend a good amount of my time now convincing my son to put on pants when it's snowing and helping my daughter learn how to sleep through the night. There have been times over the past year when I have felt like I am indeed eking out my days, when I have felt more shrub than tree, when I have looked down and seen the forest of things I can no longer do or freedom that is no longer mine. I sometimes miss that forest of comfort and often think of how motherhood has stretched me to grow above the timber line in ways that I never thought I could. And there have been times when I look at the brokenness of our world, at how we treat the stranger, our planet, those who are different than us, and I have felt weary and hopeless. In my shrub tree state, I have wrestled to live above the timberline of comfort because I cannot ignore the sinfulness and brokenness in our communities, in our politics, in our church, ultimately in myself. There is so much pain and so much suffering and so much fear these days. It's hard not to feel a hopelessness. But this is where I believe the Christian response and our Lenten journey must truly take root. In choosing to come and live among us as one of us, God chose to eke out his days with us. God chose to be confined by the limitations of the human experience and the human community within which God lived. Jesus became human and suffered with us and walked with us and loved us by answering life with life. Like the tree shrub, God demonstrated the most radical love and hope for us 
through Jesus's radical love, demonstrated in small, meaningful, life-giving actions. A meal, a touch, a prayer. This was how God chose to be one with us, by refusing to give up on the commitment to journey with us above the timberline. Jesus never gave up. He continued eating, praying, walking, and accompanying people until the end. In this way, he transformed those around him, and he witnessed to the reality that God came so that we may have life and have it abundantly. This Lent, how do you find yourself above the timberline? In what ways do you perhaps feel limited, challenged, or weary? Are there ways in which you, like Jesus, can find meaningful actions to answer God's invitation to life, even within these very real, very challenging human constraints? Are there places where you can invite God to give you the courage to keep hoping, to keep loving, to keep showing up and striving to answer life with life in small, meaningful ways? As we move deeper into this Lenten journey, my prayer for each of us is that we may have the courage to live our lives with intention, in loving response to God's infinite love given so generously to us and shown to us in the person of Jesus. Let us pray. Loving God, help us to have the courage to answer your invitation to love. Help us to recognize the limitations of our human condition, the limitations both around us and inside of us, and to invite you to continue to be present with us in the midst of these limitations. Show us how to love this Lenten season as your son Jesus did, and not to give up or become weary. Give us hope, loving God, and sustain us above the timberline. Amen. for joining us today on Contemplatio. Make sure to visit our website, ignatiancontemplation.com. If you find value in this podcast, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.